You are, you are now, now tuned, tuned in to the takeover, takeover with Kristen and Christine. Her sounds better. <laughs> <laughs> hey y'all, it's episode eight. Yet. 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 Figure it. Shape nice. <laughs> <laughs> it was shape nice. Figure it. Get in a rollerblade. Tell him to ski it. Wow, I was really Nikki. like, that's not no, wow. it. Yeah, the prime of Nikki. Wow. All right, y'all. Well, we're here. You know, Two from ten. Twenty-one. Twenty-one. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're here, y'all. Um, the takeover with Kristen and Christine. What you been up to? I have not seen you. You've been I real low key. I've not seen you either. Okay, so let's see what happened last week. Last week was a traumatic week, you know. Between know. there was slips and falls. There was surgery done on fingers. My God, <laughs> I was really like, okay, so where is she? Because yeah, because usually I be texting it's real quiet. Um, I don't know if anybody out here knows. Some of y'all probably know, but Kristen can stay up until four, and I wake up at four and then go to sleep at like. So 10. we miss each other by so like a landslide, yeah. basically. So basically, the text messages will be seen like the day after from each of us on mm-hmm. both sides. But I wasn't really texting that much because I was dealing with a lot of stuff. So, and the takeover just in general has been very busy up and down. You know, mm-hmm. we're adjusting to this whole new life called adulting. Yeah. So, unfortunately, y'all, we don't have a takeover for this week. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. In- include a, a thing right there. But we will have a takeover for next week. Because, because the third musketeer. Mr. AJ Poplin. He'll be um he'll visiting be us. Visiting or we'll be going out together. But we should he should come. I think he should come for episode 10. Okay. So AJ, we know you tune in. So He's not like that. technically a guest, you know what I'm saying? He'll just be the third he's co-host. The, he's just a co-host. So I think he should come. Okay, so episode 10. If you're 10, free, let us know. We're giving you two week notice, so make yourself <laughs> available. It's not like a eviction notice. Oh, snaps, that's the day after that's going to be the day after homecoming. The day after oh, the weekend. So that's we'll perfect. all be together. So that's perfect. Wow. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. It's literally perfect. like. Okay, so he will be together. on episode 10 because we will all be. Well, the takeover will be in other places for episode 10. So don't you worry. All right. Speaking of Mr. Poplin, he is the one who has provided us with our black light. So y'all, shout out to AJ once again for passing this along. He sent this to us via our Twitter. You should follow us at the takeover CC. But he sent us this really dope link. It was from the Twitter handle AJ Plus. And they put up like really cool videos about things that you may not know that's going on in the local area. Uh-huh. And this one came up about Sheikanics. So when I heard it, I was like, okay. And I saw the picture and it was like a woman in heels doing roadside assistance. And I'm like, all right, the jig is up. <laughs> but, she was really in heels? <laughs> yes. Oh, I didn't peep that. But, um... Yeah, it's so basically what it is, is a group of women headed by this black woman in Pennsylvania are basically learning how to take hold of the reins and their car's horsepower as well. This program teaches women how to take care of their cars and service them like just like how they should take care of their bodies. So it's sort of like a full wellness type situation. And I actually took it upon myself to find their website mm. and they actually define the word chicanic. So they said it's a female of any age who has mastered the mechanics of yes, I can and uses them to get to yes, I did. She is empowered through awareness, education and support. 
She inspires others to women to do the same. She knows that she is smart enough to learn and understand her car as well as her male counterpart to do. She treats her car as she does her own body. She does not want to be her own physician, but she does want to know how to secure her own health and how to prevent sickness and disease both in her and her car. And she no longer fears the auto repair shop or the auto mechanic. Um, and the woman who started this all, she wrote a note to women. She said, to all my ladies who have been taken advantage of by a mechanic, felt powerless when their car broke down or needed to rely on a father, brother, or male friend when they took their vehicle to a mechanic for service, I know exactly how you feel. I was tired of having no control over my car. I want to create a community of car-savvy women. My goal is to empower you and make you feel good about your car. You can do it. It's really great. Like, they have a car care workshop. They have a glove box guide, which is basically like a do-it-herself guide to auto maintenance that you can keep in your car. They have a blog. And they have a whole, like, she online community where women can talk to each other about their struggles and accomplishments, both with their car, but also with their personal life. Um, That's really crazy. Like, it's... Yeah, it's just, really dope. Um... It it really is a is a nice spin on um all those rap lyrics that's like or those song lyrics like girl you got a body like a Benz mm. and all of that and so it's like okay so you're gonna say it so now I'm gonna make sure I take care of my car my Benz my whatever the same way I take care of my body that's so I like that it's a nice spin on that there's also um in the in the little video that AJ has showed us it said that women have more um Li more driver's licenses, licenses than men yeah. but we rarely know how to fix our cars and to me I mean I'm not completely um i'm not completely like in that framework because my mom she does everything so she's been like fixing cars i see my mom like do she opens up the the, the, the hood, hood of the car and be like oh this need an aisle change or <laughs> oh i need to put more this in it or more that and i mean granted i don't know but i'm familiar with a woman actually being able to take care of her car uh but i also know that ha had it been me like be on um, being on the side of the road, I'd probably be like, okay, hello, roadside assistance. But the thing is, like it said in the video, people are overpricing you for stupid stuff. Like, yeah, upselling you like right. crazy. Just because and they figure, okay, you're a woman, you don't know what you're doing. And and you could so, take advantage of them. Yeah. Just like how they take advantage of women in other areas. Uh -huh. um, I just think that it's really amazing that these workshops are free for car repair. She started looking for resources online, and that's how she built up her whole situation. And it's crazy because 25% of her customers are men. So there are men that are coming to her they for don't know advice what they either. to know how to fix their cars. So I think that's absolutely amazing. Her name is Patrice, and she's from Pennsylvania. So shout-outs to her and the rest of the Shecanics. And hopefully when I get a Beamer, Benz, or Bentley, I could... You know, join the she can community too, okay? Body like a Benz. <laughs> well, that's already taken care of. <laughs> down the line, everything else. But yeah, so thank you to AJ Poplin, Mr. Yeah, Poplin, dope. for I like that. I like that. the black light. And if you guys have any other people that you want us to spotlight in the black light, oh, yes, send so it along, y'all. Just want to shout them out. Kristen, what's next? We got new music. New music, new music. <laughs> can I stand you? <laughs> so. I, where did I hear about this? I can't even remember. Probably social media, like I hear about everything else. Um, but you know what's crazy? While I was driving up here, you know, I saw uh, there right up the block from where we are right now, mm -hmm. there's a whole wall plastered with this girl's For real? Um, album cover. So, so it's pronoun to be pronounce her name. Kalela. Kalela? 
Kalela. You're you're hundred percent sure. Kalela. All right, so I'm not gonna say her name because I'm not hundred percent sure. But K E L E L A. Do you know do you know of her? Brandon knows of her. Okay, good. So is that the way you pronounce her name? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to Brandon here at ICN. And <laughs> always taking care of us. All right, so Kalela, Kalela, um, according to Christine, um, is, well, not according to Christine. That's how you pronounce her name. But she put out this album called Tear Me Apart. That's how you pronounce it, Kalela. <laughs> but you going into, she's dead going into an internet platform to figure out how to pronounce her name. She's black. Internet pl- pat- platforms do not pronounce black people names right. True. Well, I tried. Okay, so um, I really, really ap- apologize if her this is the wrong pronunciation of her name. But um, she put out this album called Tear Me Apart. It's her debut album, and it has a total of 14 songs. It's a very boppy, like, sultry thing. I feel like her voice reminds me of Janet Jackson. I could be wrong, but, like, I get mm. Janet Jackson vibes from her. So, like, not as soft, but, like, her voice is super soft as well mm. um, and very sultry. Um, my favorite song so far was Better. And what do you think Better is about? You could do it better, better, better. <laughs> what? What does that mean? This is a family show. Okay, never mind. Um, so <laughs> like kiss it better, like Rihanna's kiss oh, it better. Oh, yeah, no, that's a good that's a good guess though. But um, it's a it's about like a former relationship and like being kind of like being better after it. Mm-hmm. Like I'm better, I'm better, I'm better. Oh, okay, you know, like you're. That was my um attempt at um Missy Elliott singing Missy Elliott song. But yeah, <laughs> so this this relationship, like after the relationship. It, it's almost as they're better off as friends. Okay. So they are, instead of like rekindling the relationship, it's more like rekindling a friendship um, and making sure that both of them are better. So the fact that they're even speaking, because it seems like this song is in conversation with whoever she was in a relationship with. So to me, it's like if you could be in conversation with them, low key, I see it as a friendship because there's certain people that I would just cut off completely because it's like terrible, you know? So I think that. In my mind, I see it as a conversation with somebody who was formerly in a relationship with her um, or they were formerly in a relationship with one another and now they're just rekindling their friendship and realizing that they're better not romantically involved. Interesting. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know, the it gives me some like fire and desire vibes, Ooh, you know? Like, okay. <laughs> you, you've got to like that. It's nice. Well, what's your new music? My new music is, you know, I always got to get ratchet. Oh, my God. I'm getting a little better. Oh, my God. I'm just going to, like, some some actual, like, conscious rap. Hmm. So I went from (laughs) Cardi B ratchet to last week was Tiwa Savage ratchet. Now, um, Rhapsody, she's not that ratchet. So Rhapsody is actually a Rock Nation female MC from North Carolina. Oh, wow. And I've been actually listening to her since SoundCloud. Actually, I used to do this mini project called Dope Music, which I don't know if I'm going to be able to find it. It's probably not, like, in the webs anymore. But basically what it was was, like, a WordPress that I did with this dude named Adajola Cole. And shout-outs to you, Adajola, if you're listening because he has been tuning in. Um, We used to do this thing where we used to find dope songs off of, like, from independent and unknown artists and like rate them 
and put them up on this WordPress. Mm. And then we would have people like like or say like how Talk where they would it. rate it and mm. stuff like that. And it would sort of be like dope music. Like it's sort of like dope, like sort of like music as a drug, like to help you. Oh, and like we would put like, it all mm-hmm. in one space. That's nice. And it, so, and it was also like dope music. Like that's what was the concept. It never got anywhere, but. Is that word dope? Like the word dope? Like is that? Yeah. Like that's right? dope. Like. That's sick. Yeah. That's dope. Like uh-huh. dopamine. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Aha uh-huh moments over at the takeover, but yes. Oh, I thought you said a high. <laughs> no, aha. Uh-huh. Um, but, but yes. Yeah, so back to Rhapsody. So I used to listen to a couple of her old songs before she started making albums. But her new recent album is called Layla's Wisdom, and it's really cool. Like even from the the artist, the album cover is really really cool. I don't know if that's a picture of her when she was younger, but just the artistry is really really dope. Um, Rhapsody as an artist I believe she definitely holds her own in one of our earlier episodes we came for Rick Ross about him denying female rappers an opportunity to be on his label MMG Maybach Music Group and Rhapsody I think would be a dope artist on any of these teams from MMG to Good Music to YMCMB I haven't heard much from MMG MMG Who's put out stuff from MMG? Uh, Rick well, Ross Pusha just T. put something out. Uh, is Pusha? I think Pusha might be good. Good music, yeah. He's Pusha's good music. music. Good music is still out there. I mean, we waiting for Kanye to say something. Kanye hasn't really said anything. I feel like recently. there was a phase well, yeah. when it was like everybody was like very label, label. Yeah, like they yeah. saying they label in their songs yeah. all the time. And it was like three songs or yeah. four songs out at one time. Yeah. Um, Young Money, Cash Money. Good music. Good music. MMG. MMG. Maybach music. Even like, like, even like, even the smaller ones like... Um, Wonderland. I saw Wonderland yeah. on Issa Rae's Instagram story, and I was like, "Oh, true, Janelle Monae." Yeah, everybody. Okay, yeah, Janelle, everybody used to really be at rep all their sets. Yeah, all <laughs> the time, and like in their songs, so it was in my face. And now I'm like, "So where are they?" Yeah, but Rhapsody, I'm actually really happy that she's actually a part of Kendrick's camp, TDE. Mm. Um, oh, they, which is they really camp is they going camp in is heavy. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting because she's from down south. And they're from out west. So to know that, she, one, one, she's a female. And two, she's from down woman. south for them to... Yeah, she's a woman. And two, um, she's from down south for them to really come together and like have her join the, the family. I think that that's dope. Hmm. Her lyricism is dynamic. Her voice is dope too. Basically, in this song named Power, Rhapsody and Kendrick Lamar go in depth about tangible and intangible things that hold power. They touch on cultural and social issues and how certain powerful tools affect the two. And of course, you can't have such a heavyweight collaboration without the two MCs talking about themselves, talking they talk. So the two spend a little time discussing the power of their rap abilities as well, putting the rap game on notice. So there's double entendres, triple entendres. Okay, I don't know why I even thought about this, Mm -hmm. but... I, I, I think I like just like woke up and it came to me. But I'm like, black people are like rappers. Is That's like, they're, that's such a nerdy thing. Like where it even came yeah. up. Imagine little black boys and girls on the side of the corner. The smartest. Literally the they smartest. The like smartest. to be, to, to have like street battles and granted, like probably some of the things that they were saying was like, oh, violent or is boastful or braggadocious, whatever. Mm-hmm. But little black kids, little Latinx kids were on the corner of their blocks, their streets, and they're rapping. Imagine, imagine like 
they were just like reciting poetry because that's that's right. technically what it is right. like they were just out here like rhyming words like that's yeah. such a nerd thing to do and even a lot of them even when they were in school like they were the they top would of their, their classes no- yeah but even then they like they had their notebooks and yeah okay math and science and english is in the front of the book but best believe they turned the they book upside down in the back every was writing their raps that's um, the thing is it's to me it's so crazy because it's like it just it's such an art. Like I'm thinking of like the black arts movement mm-hmm. and like how they were all about poetry and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. And just because we add a little music to it, mm-hmm. we got rap and it was a little like raunchy mm-hmm. most of the time. But if I, if you really break it down, it's like these kids are really smart and we're literally just like yeah. doing poetry on the corner. Yeah. Speaking of black art movement, I was thinking about like black August collective, which was a group like most deaf common, Talib Kweli that they used to go like international with it. So not only mm-hmm. were they building it domestically, but they were going internationally to places like in Central America, South America, out in Africa, um, places in Europe as well, and just helping the up and coming artists that really wanted to know about the craft to learn how to rap, to learn how to rhyme. The Black August Collective were basically being mentors to all of these artists, which also reminds me of while I was in the hairdresser today because, you know, I was okay. getting fleet. Okay. And I'll get back to She Rhapsody. got a whole head tie on, so I can't even peep, really. It's cute, it's cute. I'll let you know. I'll let you see after. Um, but, yes. Um, and I'll get back to Rhapsody real quick. But while I was in the hairdresser, I was also watching The Get Down and just watching, you know, the little black boys, the little Latinx boys rapping and putting their rhymes together. And basically it's telling the story of how rap and hip hop started in the Bronx. So, yeah, yeah it all comes together. But back the fact to, that you could villainize that is like crazy to me. I mean, you know, that, that's going to take us back into the war on drugs and, you know, foolishness like that. True. But hey, you know. We we shall rise. So, yes, back to, <laughs> to Rhapsody. So, I'm also getting a lot keener onto which producers I prefer when I'm picking songs. And, you know, I know people love their Mike Will Made It or their Metro Boomin Want Some More. But Ninth Wonder has really been showing up on a lot of the songs that I've really liked. Like, shout outs once again to AJ for allowing us to cop that title account off of him because <laughs> title tells you for each song. It gives you the track info and it doesn't only tell you like the singers. It tells you like producers. It tells you the engineers. It tells you the max, mm. the mixer and stuff like that. And Ninth Wonder has been showing up on a lot of the projects that I've been listening okay. to real, um, most recently. And I think that the track's beat is very complex and very well put together. The two samples that were chosen were seamlessly put together as well. Um, I just wanted to share a couple of the bars that Rhapsody um, spits in power. She says, guns make us feel powerful, but they don't do no good. I know my blackness powerful and they don't like that. I know some soldiers sit back and watch them tap dance. Bombs over Baghdad to have a flag to brag about. Don't make you a big boy because you got a nice stack. And basically, she's just talking about how, like, this whole thing, which I think is so relevant now, given the fact, like, we just dealt with a whole big thing in Las Vegas that had to deal with somebody who had too many guns, should not have had guns, period. Um, We're talking about potentially going to war with some countries that some of us will never ever see with our own actual eyes. You know, the bombs over Baghdad situation, acting like we still don't have people in Afghanistan and Iraq that are, you know, taking up occupation where they don't need to be. Um, And then also relating that back to blackness, I saw an infographic today that said we went from, you know, the Black Panthers holding up guns as a sign of resistance to us holding up our hands without guns saying, please don't shoot. Um, 
But basically what Rhapsody is talking about here is saying she knows her blackness is powerful. She knows that they don't like it. But yet we don't need those guns to make us feel powerful because we have the power within us. We know that some people sold their power, sit back and watch them tap dance. So now they're dancing for somebody else. They're doing bidding of someone else. So they actually gave away their power. Um, Bombs over Baghdad, sort of like the B.O.B. situation to have a flag to brag about. Um, Mm. Don't make you a big boy. So B.O.B., it it went more into it in Genius. But basically she was talking about, let's go to Genius so I don't. So B.O.B., Bombs Over Baghdad, is an outcast song. And Three Stacks, of course his name, but talking about how a lot of times we go to war just for the power of money and gold. Yeah. So don't make you a big boy because you got a nice stack. Okay. So it's sort of like the double entendre. We're sitting over here sending men and women to fight just so you can feel powerful. And this is coming from Rhapsody oh, herself. so B.O.B. was a song by... Outcast. Outcast, okay. Yeah, just so you can have some say, I own this money, I own this land, I own this oil, which is mm-hmm. sort of like the Baghdad reference. And she basically says, that stuff is weak, that don't make you a big boy, mm-hmm. or big boy from Outcast, because Outcast mm-hmm. had a big boy too. Okay. It don't make <laughs> you a man like money ain't what make you a man so it don't make you a man like money ain't what make you a man which i think is absolutely amazing i think and also somebody said that in her interview with the breakfast club which i'm gonna go and watch now rhapsody talks about what makes a man not his money or material possessions but loyalty and how he interacts with other men and women overall i feel like rhapsody is just a very conscious girl i wish Mm. i low-key don't want her to go um mainstream because i love her as like an independent artist and like getting her own she is signed to Rock Nation and Jamla. Do like, I don't want her to be. Or? No, she's definitely she's signed. She's signed to Rock what Nation and Jamla. But I mean mainstream, like you don't want her to like sell out, sell like, out, like bopper type. Yeah, of like songs. I'm not gonna call or like pop music. Yeah, like I'm not gonna call people out, but I'm gonna call people out. So Tink, I feel she sold sold herself out. You think so? With what? Because she was dope. Like she was a lyricist. Timbaland was really producing her, like and stuff like that. But then she changed her old whole image. And I think she sold herself out. So you don't think it and was so, um it wasn't like a a lyricism thing. It was just her image that she sold that you feel like she. I think it was her image, and I think that affected her lyricism because I haven't heard anything from her recently. But that could also be. I mean, there's also always trouble with like the production of stuff and like actually putting music out. Yeah. But I have I have not heard much from her lately. But I did I did see a really switch like a really huge switch in the way she dressed yeah but i didn't know if that was also like i'm always hesitant to like call that out unless it was forced upon her true because like i don't i just thought it was very graphic so i don't i I mean not drastic drastic so i don't i don't want to i also don't want to call it out on her but i'm saying that she wasn't in control of that switch of herself yeah yeah. But back to Rhapsody. Also, she's just another dark-skinned black girl. So mm. shout-outs to her. Chocolate skin winning. Um, and, yeah. I know we're speaking about new music, but then you just mentioned dark-skinned women. And I just, like, flashed to this post that Janae had tagged me in mm-hmm. on The Shade Room. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, Remy Ma. And people are, like, going in on her. I think so people are feeling it? like... Because I didn't yeah. want to make it be like, oh, it's about her skin. But I'm, I low-key think that... People are going in because she's just like not a petite, light skin, yeah. long hair um, woman. Yeah. Like, cause they really people are calling her orangutan and shit. Like orangutan, they was calling her Shrek and Fiona. Like, so to me, I felt yeah. like that had something to do with like um, 
I think it has something to do with her her size and like her color and stuff. But I don't, I don't want to read too deep into it. But I was pissed off by that. I think I think with Remy, I think it's a mix of you know she she came back and everybody was hype. You know, I think mm-hmm. she and I think she does have an image that that is actually sells like regardless of, you know, people going to say whatever they're going to say. And of course, they the orangutan and stuff, that's always going to orangutan monkey. That's always going to come for the chocolate girls. That's crazy. That's it like, always happens. And then yeah. and yet I think at the same time, what kind of messed Remy up, even though I still love her, was that like beef was the beef. And nothing has come after this, although we are waiting for, what is it called? Seven, seven, when seven, one and six summers. summers. It's supposed to be coming out very soon. It's supposed to. It's supposed yeah. to come out, drop before the end of the year. So I'm waiting for that. But like, because she hasn't had anything pop off or drop since recently, then, yeah, people it, are like, yo, what are you doing? Yeah, because we all so fickle. We just like actually forgot that she dropped mad music, all radio hits yeah. since she's been out. Yeah, but people are like, okay, so. Where are you? Which actually, Love and Hip Hop comes back October thirtieth, <laughs> which means that the that the um the album must be coming out around yeah, there because they always nice time their stuff. Yeah. Yep. Okay. But yes, that was our long, short, sort of tangential, um, all types of new all around music. the way guys. Right. We miss playing music so much because all these tangents would be coming in in between our sets. And also, like, it's a different vibe. Like, you could be so, so... Like, music puts me in a different mood. Like, every single song, like, I'm going It's in, dope. And it's a, in a different way. But anyways, I'm not going to lament. Yeah, it's, it's all right. Yeah. But yes, y'all, hope y'all enjoyed our new music. Sorry that it's not up on Instagram, but we're working on it. Yeah. So, Black Girl Lit is being skipped um, <laughs> this week. Not because I haven't been reading. I actually have a bunch of new books. Um, and Because she got them for her birthday. Okay. I books for my birthday. I'm on Giovanni's Room by James Baldwin, which actually, haha, AJ bought for me for my birthday, <laughs> which is really nice. Uh, but I'm going to save a quote for that because I realized that there's a lot to gather this week. So um, I'm trading my black girl lit for the gathering. Y'all, that's crazy. <laughs> I don't think we're going to hear that from Kristen ever again. Not too much, but the, this week the has been The fact that we have crazy. to gather so much. So we weren't together for the whole week, but yet there's a lot together. Um, but we won't go into the gathering just yet. Up next will be... Actually, let's take a break and we'll be right back. With I got it from my mama. I got it from my mama. mama. I, I got, got it from, from my. Age. Kristen's actually gonna lead this one off. I don't know exactly what she's gonna talk about, but hopefully, whatever she talks about, Inspired I can also say okay. that it comes from my mama as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, this week, um, as usual, things just pop into my head. Things that I literally hear my mom's voice sometimes, and I do too. Yeah, it's really and then sometimes crazy. I hear my mom's voice in my voice, and that's when I gotta oh, oh. cut it out. That's crazy. <laughs> That's like on some inception. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my quote from my mom this week is, you can be wrong and strong. 
Okay. So I realized that a lot of times I'm just sensitive about my stuff. Like I'm just so particular with everything and I work really hard on a lot of things. And sometimes criticism is just so hard for me to handle. But then I also have to acknowledge that it's not that it's okay to be wrong, but that it's okay to learn from your mistakes after you are wrong or learn how to improve after being wrong. And I think I was, this might've been something Maybe it was inspired by my mother or something, like, in the past few weeks or something. But I got in trouble, and it was just, like, girl, you need some self-reflection type mm. stuff. And so I literally sat back. Like, she was yelling at me because um, I'm not prioritizing, or I wasn't prioritizing certain things that need to be prioritized, like, very important stuff. And so I was priorit And not to say that... <sighs> I'm just doing stupid things, but there's a lot of stuff that I have to deal with at the same time. And so making sure I make time for everything and pretty much everyone that are that is in my life because you can't have good um, relationships or friendships or anything if you're not staying in communication with people. Mm-hmm. And especially, like, you know, people have certain love languages and stuff like that, so you have to be cognizant of what... And love languages, I'm talking about, like, my books probably have love languages, you know? Like, mm-hmm. read me. And my work has a love language. It's like get it done um and so my my friendships and my parents and stuff like that everybody has a love language and so actually adjusting to that love language and being present and so I wasn't and my mom was like uh like get get it together but I was so sensitive and I was so defensive and even though she didn't tell me this specific phrase you can't be wrong and strong I remembered it from the past and Mm -hmm. I was like wow I'm wrong and strong right now like I literally have to acknowledge where I'm wrong and then move forth like I watch so many people do the same thing and I get so upset when people do the same thing, like sit there and be wrong and sit in their their funk and be so um so like aggressive about it. Kinda like Tina Campbell. Um I know we talked about this last week, but she has said she has talking about she voted for Donald Trump and that she's standing behind her vote. No, sis, like you're wrong. Like apologize or figure out a way to mobilize or you people. you should not have told us. Like, you just should not No, have you us. should have told us because, I mean, clearly she stands behind it, so that's why she told us. Mm-hmm. So, But to me, it's like you sit there, you literally cannot sit here and be wrong and strong. Like, you are wrong for voting for him. I do not care what you say. I don't care. Christian values my behind. Like, you should not have voted for him because what whatever you supported was not well thought out. And so... Also, I thought it was there was a separation between church and state. But anyways, let anyways. me not go back to that. So, <laughs> But yeah, like, so she sat up on the reel and was really, like, aggressive about it. Like, oh, I said what I said because of whatever. I'm like, no, mm, that's not how that works. But okay. And so I've watched so many people like that and be so furious when they do it. Because, like, why can't you see that you're sitting out, out here in your funk after somebody's saying you're wrong? But, um... I had to acknowledge it for myself. So a lot of self-reflection and just like making sure that I don't look stupid like in front of people just because I don't want to accept where I can be wrong and move on. Like, so mm-hmm. that's pretty much it. Hmm. You know, you got to take some well, responsibility. Yeah, I like that. Um, mine is not really related. Well, it just came to me. But I've been spending a lot of time with my mom recently. We both had today off. So it was nice, you know. Okay, and... Okay, I think I I think one thing to um that I got from my mom is sort of like my lighthearted humor. So, you know, a couple of people have told me after listening to the takeover that they think that Kristen is the smart one and I'm the funny one. And I think that what that's does that mean? And I was like I was like 
So you're not smart? I, that's what I thought. You know, that's the <laughs> first thing I said. I said, so I ain't smart. I ain't get no degree in May. Oh, okay. I ain't get, okay. My bad. <laughs> oh, my God. What? What? I'm sorry, yo. <laughs> There's a video that Whoa. somebody tagged me in. Oh, wow. no. I think Janae. Who tagged you in Somebody that? is really going in on this girl toes. That's so nasty. <laughs> like... Why? Okay. Anyways, okay. That was disgusting. Well, yeah, and I realized that like those small interjections and stuff like that, which I'm working on like to do less, and I'm sure that y'all have heard a lot less of them. Um, but I get it from my mom. So, what was it? What happened? So my mom was taking out the the mail, and she brings it, and I'm like, I always like snoop through it to see like if anything has my name on it. Cause guess what? I live uh, in this house she now. Open it? Did she open it? Yes, I live in this house now. Let me open up my mail. Everything is coming here now. So there's these two things from TD Bank. Now we bank with TD. We both bank with TD. And oh, y'all they got the same account or something? We got we got a joint, and okay. then she got a separate. Okay. <laughs> but I look at them as two separate because she don't be checking me. So. Okay. Good. Oh, good. <laughs> well, no, no, no. Okay, no, 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 no. Don't read into that, mommy. I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, so it came, but this time it wasn't like the bank statements. It was like, you know, they always want to offer you the credit card along with the bank. Mm-hmm. So then <laughs> I said, I said, mommy, you're not gonna open them. Open both of them. I was like, take the two credit cards. Take the credit card. And for the past like two, three days, we just been saying to each other, take the credit card. Go up this go up the street and take the credit card. Oh, oh that God. person too bad mind? Take the credit card. Oh like God. for random stuff. Um and of course only us will only us find it hilarious. Laugh. Yeah. Like um because they probably send there like yeah, why don't you <laughs> just take the freaking credit card if you want the freaking credit card, but they wouldn't understand. Yeah. Um, which I think also leads to like my mom and I, we both throw shade the same way too, <laughs> which is our face is very telling. So I think that's another thing I got from my mom that my face is very telling. So you will know when I'm very happy and you will know when I'm very upset and you will know when I'm very not with anything. Um, and I get it from my mom. Like sometimes I find my mom sitting there and I have to be going to her like this. Look, like, can you <laughs> smile? Because the resting face is quite elite. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, those are my two quick ones from my mom. Thank you for both of them because, you know, I've scared away a lot of people that probably shouldn't have been in my life anyways. And uh, I, Yeah, if you can't handle it, yeah, you, you can't must handle not be the here. truth. Um and with the oh wow. And with the <laughs> other part, um, in terms of the, the humor, like my friends like me. I'm funny, so I'ma <laughs> continue being, I guess, the funny one of the takeover. But I try to be intelligent too. I guess like, what they're saying is that you're um like the I'm the personality, spin. you know, is like pronounced. That part of your personality is it's pronounced. Quite pronounced. Maybe that's what it is. I guess. I guess. Also, speaking of personalities and pronounced and all of that, so we got a request, and so I guess we're gonna do it. Should we do it next the next episode or the episode that we do with AJ? What do you mean? The questions episode. I think we should do AJ. Why not? Okay, so it won't be this week, but next week we'll put out a solicit. Somewhere, sometime at the end of this week, it'll we'll be shorter than last time, maybe. Yeah, it'll be a solicit, and we need a couple of questions. We need some for Kristen, some for Christine, some for AJ, and some for all three of us. 
Ooh, this this one could be crazy. I could see this one. So I know a lot of AJ's bros are about to come full swing now because they know that AJ about to be talking on some stuff. So feel free to come through. And ladies, bring your things as well because it might get a bit serious in here. Definitely. And we'll keep it to a half an hour again. A lightning round, half an hour of questions. So if we don't get to y'all... And we save it for the next one. Save or, it for the next one. Or, or not. But okay, <laughs> so... Straight into the gathering, really. Yeah, because um, we ain't got no only in NYC. Because guess nah. what? We wasn't we wasn't in NYC together all around, all apart. So, and I think it's just fitting for it to be um, that we jump straight to the gathering, literally, because everybody's out here trying to try black people in like every single sense of the word. So it's just so funny that we weren't together this whole because um, I was getting tried. But but we was getting tried. I was getting tried. I was getting tried on social media. I was getting tried. In those, in those, let me not. I'm you not gotta gather. Listen, everybody. I go, I go, I, I work. I don't know if y'all know, but I work at predominantly white institutions <laughs> in the New York City area, private independent schools. And I was getting tried left, right, and center by some of these administrators. I will leave it at that. How oh. are you getting tried this past week? Um, I just think black people as a whole was getting tried. Me, I was like, I was pretty fine. People wasn't coming for you. <laughs> not even a little. <laughs> You know, I don't know. God bless me this week. But okay. I, in my personal life, at least. But I know in, in other ways, I'm just saying, like, what is going on mm. in, like, the, the, the outer world? True. So this first one is the Dove commercial. Now, there's a lot of moving parts to this one. It's actually been a lot updated. But I still think it's worth a gathering. So I don't know if y'all saw, but the Shade Room had it. Baller Alert had it. Everybody and their mama, their cousin, their best friend, half-sister on the left-hand side, had something to say about this Dove commercial. So, essentially, it was... There was two parts to it. So, the first one that had people in uproar was there was a dirty... There was a dirty table... There was a dirty panel, and then there was a clean panel, and they had two women standing in front of the panels in um, in white towels covering their bodies, and mm. a white to- towel wrapping their hair, I believe. And it was from Dove, and mm. the black woman, of course, was standing in front of the... Well, I wouldn't say of course, but mm. for these people, of course. They have the black woman standing in front of the rather scum-looking panel. And they have the white woman in front of the pristine, pure white one. Oh, that's the that was the photo ad, right? Yeah, that was the photo ad. So that ad. was it was like dried, crack-up skin yeah, on nasty. the left. Yeah. yeah, and then on the right, it was like pristine. all clean yeah. and, and moisturized. Yeah. And people people were saying like, oh, it's not a that before and after is not that bad because you know we're just showing dry skin and then. And, so then why did you um, juxtapose? So the, why the was black, black woman in front of it and the white woman in front? Also, of Also, why one? was the skin darker? Yeah, so that's a that's that one. But then the next one, which I think is a lot more com- <laughs> the next the next one is a lot more complex, mm-hmm. y'all. Um, so essentially. There was a video, it was a running video, and these women were wearing shirts that matched their skin tone. And the order of the women, so the way that Shade Room originally put it up was it was the black woman wearing the black shirt, and then it was the white one is like revealing your skin, revealing the skin that you're in, or something like that. And it went from a black woman, and then the black woman takes off her shirt and turns into a white woman. Hmm. Now, hmm. that was where it stopped, and of course, that you could already know how that's distasteful. Now, in order to cover it up, the update was that there was actually multiple different women. And so after the white woman took off her shirt, there was a 
Asian woman, and I believe after the Asian woman took off her shirt, there was a Latino woman, and after the Latino woman took off her shirt, there was a Middle Eastern woman. So essentially someone cut the commercial short, and that's why it was a problem. But still, there was still a cleansing of sorts, in my opinion, because why would you put the black woman and then the white woman? Like, yeah, you got to be very careful nowadays. Like, you have to be smart. You have smart. to think about everything. You have you to think have about to everything. You have to be smart. Okay? Like, you think that, okay, in that... Maybe, in, oh, it went from black to white. But you think that, if that's the case, then why the white woman didn't go first and went black? No? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, knowing, knowing the know racial... Know your consumer. Exactly. Know your consumer. Knowing the racial issues of this country. And literally, when I say, like, actual, quote-unquote, cleansing, like, literally... um what you call it? Stopping women from having children. Like, um, what you call it? Uh, the sterilization. Sterilization. Like, that type of quote-unquote cleansing, ethnic cleansing, like, you have to read deeper. To me, that's saying, like, you don't know not much about the history of the United States right. if, or the history of the world, quite frankly, because if you don't know about anti-black racism, that's real. Like, Yeah, it makes me think about who's really working at these advertising agencies as well. I mean, I know that advertising, let's not forget, is a part of this media industry that Kristen and I are trying really hard to break into. Um so we're going to have to work with these advertising agencies in order to get those actual sponsorships when we actually make it. And I would love to know if what the composition is racially of these teams that put together commercials for the likes of Dove, for the likes of McDonald's, for the likes of Subway, for the likes of Macy's, you know, who is choosing the models, who's choosing the who's creating the storyboards, um, where are they getting their analytics from in order to make these sound these quote unquote sound decisions when it comes to what they're releasing in order to ultimately sell the product to these same demographics that they're that they're making fun of? Um, real quick to wrap that one up, what words? What? How would you like to help Dove and whoever their advertising agency is? How would you place them on solid ground, firm foundation, Kristen? My question is, I just wanted she to. Still has questions. I asked that questions because how I'm gonna put you on solid ground around all the facts, all the details, you know? Because how are you supposed to? Do you have black people, people of color, on your board or whatever it is that people need to do to um, the places that people need to be in order to review these things? Like, do you have? Yeah, at the advertising agency, like they basically what happens is like. So, for example, there's I know that there's an advertising agency company called Translation, for example, like mm -hmm. DDB or stuff like that. And these are, like, top ones that do stuff for, like, sports teams and, like, sports leagues or even for anybody. any Anyone can be their client. They do, like, full-on campaigns, like, for the whole year or sometimes they do, like, as the case comes up. And so at those places, do they have black people that's working, people of color that are working on these teams for the likes of Dove? And then even then, even if they even if they did or didn't have someone there and this got approved and sent to Dove, before Dove released this, who was working at Dove that wasn't a person of color or at least a woke person, period, that didn't look at those print and video visual commercials and didn't say, whoa, Whoa there, whoa there! Send this right back to wherever it right. came from. Right, right. To, to to me, I don't know. It's it just seems like we don't have the right people in the right places. But then, what if we do? Because that would be my my gap. That would be like my um placing their feet on solid ground. Like maybe you should have somebody with some cultural competency mm -hmm. actually 
figure this out like mm-hmm. say no or maybe is it maybe there are people on their um wherever whatever the place is i'm not saying the right word because i don't know it but mm-hmm. the place where they approve these commercials or approve these advertisements mm-hmm. there are they saying no to the people are they are they like ignoring the people that are saying no because mm-hmm. what if somebody's like ah that's a little bit racist i don't like that <laughs> are they gonna be like oh no well it's not racist to us so we're gonna approve it we're gonna green light it all yeah. is all it in unanimous? favor you know yeah. what i'm saying is it like, a unanimous vote is it majority vote yeah i don't know so yeah. i really um let's see i i don't know questions that need answers. cultural competency training for everyone in this world because at this point I feel like everybody needs it in every single facet because microaggressions are everywhere. Blatant racism is everywhere. So I guess we just got to go back to the drawing board and make sure everybody is equipped. And if not, you face the consequences and the consequences would be people actually boycotting your product. People actually um, like, and when I say boycott, I'm not talking about only not buying it, but actually, you know, lawsuits and stuff like that, because you're literally like, that girl in the video, she should be she should be filing a lawsuit. Like, but she said that she wasn't mad. So, yeah, you gotta. But, I'm gonna send you all the stuff. <laughs> but, but she, she said, wasn't mad because of the whole she thing. Said, yeah, she said. She said. Um, she something. But I she read somewhere partook, where, where it she said dis- like she didn't think it was distasteful. And trust me, if I thought that it was distasteful, I would not have done it. I would not have been a part Do, of the ad. So the white woman. I mean, so so she knew the white woman was coming after her. Did she know that before she like when she did it? I think they had probably sh- I don't know if they showed her what the ending product looked like and stuff like Quasi that. Awesome. But I have no idea. Listen, I cannot yeah. help y'all. Okay. Kristen, we have two other gatherings here. I'm just going to choose one. I'm going to mention one and then I'm going to choose one. Okay. I'm going to pick one that I'm going to go in on. Um Yeah. Both are against the, go- the government, really? Um no. I don't even know. So I'll mention both, and then you tell me which one is 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 the one that needs to get it together. Mm-hmm. Um, whether birth control coverage has been taken away, um, basically because um, basically the Trump administration has said that they're gonna roll back the Obamacare requirement that employers actually cover birth control. So they can say either it's for religious reasons or mm-hmm. um there was something uh, like moral reasons why they don't have to um cover birth control. Mm-hmm. Or the FBI targeting quote unquote black identity extremists. Which one? <laughs> Lord. Hmm. Pick, hurry up. The first one, because I really don't want to talk about. I would love to talk about, you know, just talk, yeah, just do. You can do. The okay, first one. well, um, as I said, Trump administration on Friday rolled out uh, an Obamacare requirement. Um, well, he um rescinded basically the Obamacare requirement that employers include birth control in their coverage, um, on their health care plans. They basically allowed people to get birth control without a copay. So that's important because, you know, um, birth control is a monthly um, prescription. prescription. And so you have to pay for every time you go, you have to pay for, it, well, I don't know, 30, 40, somewhere around there. For people that cannot afford it. Right. Because let's not, I mean, yeah, it's maybe you say, oh, it's only $30. Oh, it's only $40. But people have rent to pay. They have light. They have gas. They have um, phone bills. They have credit cards. They have uh, sometimes bills, 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 bills. So basically it's, you're just like, you're adding something else when it, when that specifically is about, uh, 
um, it's about health and wellness, literally. Uh, and so we're just telling people that, okay, under moral or religious grounds, and I'm talking about colleges, universities, and health insurance companies, you can deny uh, a woman from having to get access to birth control. And so shout outs to the American Civil Liberties Union and the National Women's Law Center because they plan on challenging this with a, um, I believe it's a lawsuit. And I feel like, I guess these are the religious reasons that Tina Campbell was talking about. Law. Maybe that's what it was. Um, because I feel like it's going under the assumption that the only thing birth control is used for is to prevent pregnancy um, or is to terminate a pregnancy or whatever that case is, which is actually um not factual because birth control is to control that from um literally yeah. it's if if you're only looking at it in that light it's to prevent pregnancy in the sense of uh it, you're you're in you it would basically make you in a, um incapable of having a baby because you're i don't know like the nice medical terms around it so you want it's like it's like a it's a preventative measure as there opposed to an after the fact right measure. okay boom and so i just feel like they're associating associating it with one thing um but to me it's like okay so middle finger to the to the people that are alive and need it so you're talking about oh it's a protection of unborn human life actually melanie israel from the from the heritage foundation called it protection of unborn human life so i'm like okay so middle finger to the people that are alive on this earth then like middle finger to the ones that decided they don't want to bring children into this horrific ass world for you know financial or racial or socioeconomic reasons or for their children to be the next hashtag okay or a middle finger to the lives who have been having excruciating cramps on a monthly basis because that's also what birth control is for um middle finger to those who you know who have like chronic female syndromes Mm -hmm. that need this medication in order to make them middle fingers regular, to them regular you know yeah like people literally be bedridden because of the type of pain that they're in yeah. and so we're just and like, it's not like we have um sick days for women exactly some, some places do have it but most places Mo- majority, majority of them do right. not have sick days for women who are experiencing their period on a monthly basis yeah some people have it so they can have human lives like they want to create human lives so in order to do that you have to regulate your cycle and so the birth control is used to regulate so middle finger to them because if they don't have the money for it and they want to bring human life here you know i guess you don't never have a chance uh it's gonna affect millions of americans um but once again rich folk are okay rich folk his folk trump's folk they'll be fine because they can pay for it you know like they don't have to wait on their job to do it and First of all, I to me that seems like a form of payment as well because like you yes you're giving me money mm-hmm. but you also like there's certain things my health and wellness mm-hmm. you should also make sure because how can I be a productive, a productive member worker. of your of your organization if I do not have these type of coverages okay mm-hmm. so then no um but yeah so you know poor folk or people who actually just have bills are gonna be the ones that are like am I gonna am I gonna say oh let me my light bills do let me let me buy my birth control Pick my health over right my, yeah over like you're making life. literally like you're making these decisions extremely hard for people and that's the thing that to me is like i see it disenfranchising more people of color mm-hmm. than anything else because if you think like those type of socioeconomic strains and racial identities they overlap and so we're seeing once again black and brown people being affected and we're just going to disregard reproductive health so i that's really it what 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 do I have to put them on solid ground? Like, <laughs> like 
Take this man out yeah, of week, the presidency. I feel like every week since week one, because he was literally at gathering week one. So I feel like every week we've said impeach, impeach, impeach. Impeach. There's if the takeover, something. If the takeover could be House of Representatives or Senate or whoever has the power to do that, I feel like we would already had all of them things put in through the pipeline. Um, so listen, Maxine Waters, I'm gonna need you to 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 haul and pull up on this on this impeachment. <laughs> That's a pull fact. up, pull up, pull up. Facts. Listen, she she's been on it since day one, like even before he actually. Well, I need her to get the rest of the crew, everyone else who got a little melanin in their skin, come together and do what y'all gotta do to get this man out yeah. of the road. Yeah, black and brown people do all the work. <laughs> listen, with that, we're just gonna take a little break and we'll be right. Be it. y'all we're gonna not really rush but we're gonna speed on over into, into our last two segments uh-huh. up first black women can and can't but we will okay child so tommy from love and hip-hop atlanta that's my show I lo- okay oh, i thought he's gonna say that's my that's my girl i love her i love she's been around she was with cardi b and on instagram live a couple days ago Mm. i know she'd be hanging out with you know um uh, her name is charlie's angel on instagram oh um waka flocka's girl Girl. tammy rivera tammy rivera i'm so embarrassed of myself i literally called i remembered him before i remembered her Ugh. but anyways um she, tommy was on the doctors uh and they were basically they were like ripping her to shreds. Literally, I, I I watch a snippet as usual as things go. Snippets in this fast social media paced world. But I saw her like in behind. You know, like when you have um, you know, like for example, you're on the Wendy show. I know I'm I'm more familiar with Wendy than I am with the doctors. But Wendy and she has like the images in the back, so like the big background. And sometimes like if she's talking about something or a topic comes up, and then the person's picture comes up. So in the background at the doctors, they had this thing that says "Love and Hip Hop Stars Intervention." Mm-hmm. So already I was thrown off. Like mm, like she's gonna going in public to have an intervention. Does she know that was gonna be on the the board behind her? Whatever. So she's on there and apparently she had taken a little bit of time to come out. So this black woman started the conversation was like, oh, so I heard that you didn't want to come out because your makeup wasn't done and whatever. And basically like policing her, 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 um, her want or her desire to make sure she came out and looked proper uh, for the show. And they said, um, oh, you could have just like, Oh, it's the way you approached it or whatever. Like, you could have said things the right way. I'm going to put the snippet in so y'all can hear the exact words because it was very disrespectful. But this white man, so the black woman wasn't any better either because you're sitting here telling me, like, it's okay for a, another fellow black woman to come up on stage and she's looking a hot-ass mess and you're comfortable with that. Mm, okay. Number two, this white man was like, do you even know what, um, what he said, do you know what entitled means? Because they told her she's entitled. Because she wants to go on stage looking right. Like, you cannot tell me it's okay for her to come out her dressing room 
And so the rest of y'all on the stage could get y'all a little face powdered and everything. Everything. But when she want to get her little Make eyes sure she looks right. And stuff like that. She's not allowed. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, so first of all, you're going to dumb her down and be like, oh, do you know what entitled means? Like she, and yes. And like, also, do you know what entitled means? It almost like it's, it's, it's erroneous. It's just disrespectful. It's so out of character for her to be entitled to something. She can't be entitled to her own body and make sure she look good. Right. Like, are you serious? So I'm like, she can't have standards. But anyways, that's my black woman can and can't, but we will. Like, we'll be entitled. We'll be able to have standards. We'll make sure that we look prim and proper when it's time to present ourselves. Also, TBH, mad white people want to look like black people. So just let us be (laughs) so that we could show y'all how to do y'all stuff. Because obviously the cycle goes, we do something bomb that comes quite naturally to us. You guys try and cop it from the culture and then make it your own and then sell it for way too much. And so then we reinvent it again. So just allow Tommy to be her black girl magic self. And she's beautiful. Like, she's beautiful. And clearly she's always put together. So if that's her standard of how she wants to look, like, presentation is key. You can't roll up in your job with your pajamas on and... Oh, your your eyelashes all slight. You got one eyelash on and one eyelash off. Because, like, yeah. Because like, the whole thing is, like, she's not putting on that makeup for the doctors. TBH, she's not putting it on for the show. Y'all already hired her. I'm pretty sure she got an advance to be on the show. I'm right. pretty sure she got her check. She's putting on her makeup to secure her next checks, if right. that makes sense. Right. Every single time that she puts herself out there, as does any black person, black woman, does not matter who you are, anytime a black person puts themselves out there for someone to see, you have to come in your best. Because guess what? We're already put two, three, four, five hundred steps behind everyone else. Mm. So we must come 100%. Right. Or 110%. Else, or really? else we're not getting, or, or less, uh, and then we're going to get checks that say 0. 0. 0.00, and then we can't pay for this birth control that you want us to pay for. <laughs> and then we can't get our lives. We're going to have to be our own mechanics <laughs> forever. Can't birth um, control, we can't buy books it. for our birthday. You know, we're not going to be able to do anything. So so let us do what we want to do. And for her, <laughs> it's a strategic thing too because it's like, it's not like, oh, she's, she's, uh, she's just a writer or something. And so I'm not saying just a writer, but she's a writer. And so her physical appearance is not super important to selling her product or she's a producer. And so she can like dip and dodge with certain things and not her face doesn't have to be shown or she doesn't have to be present presented in, t- in front of everybody. No, she's made a living off of social media, off of broadcasting herself on not live te- national something television. That shows her face all the time, all the mm-hmm. time. And so, yes, yeah, she got to make sure that's correct. Hello. Anyways. And with that, what is the world in need of, Kristen? Um, hmm, I got to take a deep breath. Maybe that's what the world is in need of. Yeah, we've a been going breath. we've been going at it, y'all. This this episode had us on 10. A lot more energy this week than last week. I'm liking it. I'm liking it. <laughs> but yes, what is the world in need of? Deep breath and rush hour 4 because I saw that on the shade room that it's supposed to be coming out. Jackie Chan and Chris Tucker. But Chris Tucker apparently didn't agree to it. <laughs> he got a green light it. So, yeah. But Jackie, but Jackie Chan, Chan is a lit, like, yo, like, he honorary black, bro. I literally, I remember watching those shows and just like, oh, my God. The, oh, is it that the one that was like, what it is it good for? Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> good God. Yeah. I just, I just loved, like, I know I couldn't do the, at one point, 
I think after watching something from Jackie Chan, I was like, yo, mom, you got to put me in Kung Fu. I'm something. Tad. You got to put me in something. Kung Fu? <laughs> you got to put me in something. <laughs> you mean... You mean like is it? It's not called it's kung, not fu. kung fu. It's um. It is called kung fu. No. <laughs> oh, um, kids was doing it after school. Um, taekwondo. Or what's the other one? Karate. Karate. <laughs> That's what it is. It's <laughs> <laughs> kung fu. Oh my god. And you know my mother was like, nah. <laughs> that was the one thing my mother would not let me sign up for. All of that, the tiger program stuff. Nah, my mother was not with that for the after school. But oh, you know. I used to, you know, try out a couple moves on my cousins, you know, my little amateur. Okay. Shout out to Jackie Chan. So, Jackie Chan, if you really put out this Rush Hour 4 and Chris Tucker, please allow Jackie Chan to 100% green light it by green lighting it yourself. Bless you. Um, <laughs> um, then I'm going to find out some more moves so I can try it on some more people. I'm done. Yeah. And on that note, we tune in out. Other takeover. Hey, we tune in out. Other takeover. Where we tune in? Yeah. Other takeover. See y'all in episode number nine. Bye, y'all.